0: Overnight, the International Criminal Court has handed down an interim judgment on the case brought by South Africa, accusing Israel of committing genocide against Palestinians in Gaza. The court did not hand down a fighting of genocide, but it did order Israel to take all measures to prevent its troops from, quote, committing genocidal acts. The court also ordered Israel to improve the humanitarian situation in Gaza, but it stopped short of ordering a ceasefire. Israel has vehemently rejected the accusations of genocide, describing them as wholly unfounded. Meanwhile, in other arenas, pressure is increasing on Israel and Hamas to come to the table for a pause in conflict and a hostage-release deal. Weeks of mediation by Qatar, Egypt and the US have brought no clear results, but there are some reports of movement. The CIA director, Bill Burns, will meet with the head of Israel's Mossad, the Egyptian intelligence chief and the Qatari prime minister in Europe in coming days for talks. In Israel, the families of hostages are increasingly desperate and angry. This week, a group of families stormed a meeting at the Knesset, Israel's parliament, and some have pitched tents outside the home of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. They're demanding a deal to ensure the return of the 132 hostages still in captivity, and some are demanding a ceasefire. Marav Lashem-Gonin is the mother of Romy Gonin, 23, who was abducted by Hamas on October 7, taken from the Nova Music Festival. Marav last spoke to her daughter as she was trying to escape the Hamas attackers at the festival. I spoke with Marav earlier. Merav, I want to talk to you about the fate of your daughter and the other hostages. But overnight, the International Criminal Court has delivered an interim ruling. The court did not order an immediate ceasefire in the Gaza war. Are you disappointed to hear mm-hmm. that?
1: Oh, why should I be disappointed or not? This is, you know, the court was uh, truly, um, all this sue um, was, you know, something which uh, uh, for me is not so clear why South Africa charged Israel. Uh, this whole scene wasn't so um, clear to me, so... I don't know why why was uh, why this uh, decision of the court was made. Uh, I don't know why I should be happy or not happy with it. This is, you know the main topic for me is to bring my daughter back. okay. My daughter on all the one hundred and thirty six hostages, cease fire, not ceasefire. fire. this is should be um between the negotiations and not an outside court. That's to my opinion. The court did, though, uh, the president of the court, when handing down the judgment, did say the
0: court was, quote, gravely concerned about the fate of the hostages and called for their immediate and unconditional release. Does that give you some hope?
1: We don't deal anymore. After 112 days, we don't deal with hopes. We deal with, the you know, real actions and, and, and results. And since my daughter is still not at home, We will still continue fighting, continue doing whatever is needed. We will turn the world upside down to make sure she will come back, she and all the other hostages. So I'm not working upon hopes. I hope you understand me. You
0: are one of the founders of the Hostages and Missing Families Forum. I think you've spoken to the Israel Israeli Prime Minister yourself about the importance of your daughter's life and the lives of all the hostages when making decisions. In recent days and weeks, some of the families have taken direct action. They've protested at the border. They've protested outside the Knesset, the Israeli parliament. Uh, they are demanding a, a ceasefire to make sure or to give their their loved ones a better chance of getting home. Do you support those calls?
1: Let's say it like that. We are a lot of families. Not always we think alike. And all of the actions are uh, agreed together and therefore does not come from the hostages and missing uh, family forum. Uh, each family has the right to act on her own. Uh, we have to remember this as we are talking about life of people. And not all of them was asking for ceasefire. Um, the, the protest in Kerem Shalom by some families, uh, they protested, against the fact that uh, our, I just remind you, my daughter uh, was shot in the arm and she didn't get any treatment for that, not a good treatment. And she might, uh, until now, maybe she lost her hand and I don't even know. She has asthma. She didn't get any inhaler. And there's 112 days. And so d- the protest is we want the same. If you're entering foods and, uh, you know, um, medicine for, for for Gaza, make sure that our people also, our beloved ones, get also medicine and, and doctor care.
0: And the question of the ceasefire as being, you know, put to the to President Netanyahu, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, from some of the families, as I understand it, is I- exactly that, to to make sure that there can be access, if you like, to those who need help, including the hostages and the freedom of the hostages. The former Israeli Army Chief, Gadi Eisenkopf, who is a member of the War Cabinet, has called a ceasefire the only way to secure the hostages' release. Now, that's being seen as an implied criticism of Israel's current strategy, but does his position and all the diplomacy, you know, that's been going on for a ceasefire, does that persuade you that a ceasefire is
1: essential? I'm a mother. I'm not a strategic, I don't understand anything, not in how to handle war, not how to handle diplomacy, But I do know that there is no one strategy. And since this is something which is in debate here inside Israel, and I guess it might be in the negotiations, and we have the best people in these negotiations, not just from Israel, you have from the CIA, you have from uh, uh, Egypt, very good people in the negotiations, and also from uh, Qatar, so I guess this uh, this issues of ceasefire or not ceasefire is also being discussed in in those chambers, which is the place to discuss it. And Gadi Eisenkot, I know his opinion also, and he doesn't always say about about ceasefire. He has said about ceasefire by certain terms, so we have to remember that. But let me just remind you, maybe the world had already already forgot. During the ceasefire in the days of 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, and 54 and 55, when the hostages uh, were released at the first time, no Red Cross, no medicine, no doctors went to see What is the situation of my daughter and all the 135 hostages inside? So it's not ceasefire not ceasefire. I understand your questions. You really do. And I want to be very, um, you know, not just straight with you, just, just to make the reality as it is. It must be heartbreaking for you, this wait.
0: Do you have any information at all about your daughter, about Romy? since you last spoke on that day? Let's
1: say, first, let's say it's not a heartbreaking, but it's the most difficult thing I ever did as a mom. It's not a heartbreaking because my daughter is alive and I know she's alive. And uh, since I know she's alive, I know she's alive because I feel it, not because because I I don't have any new information for eight weeks, eight weeks, no new information. Uh, But I, I feel she's alive, so it's not heartbreaking Uh, But it's extremely difficult. And uh, we keep moving uh, forward because, as I said, she's my daughter. She's one of my five kids. And I will turn the, the world upside down to make sure she will come back home. And she deserves the life that she was just intended of creating. And nobody will take it from her. Marav, uh, we wish you
0: and your family all the best with this and we, we, sincerely, you, hope, you. we sincerely, sincerely hope we get Romy home soon. Thank you. Thank you. That's Marav Lashem Gonin, the mother of Romy Gonin and the founder of the Hostages and Missing Families Forum. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.